The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. Wait, did you do it during the playoff run? I did. I ate Popeyes, but I didn't do red beans and rice. I well, did. Then the Seattle loss is on you. You didn't eat the beans? What did you do, mashed potatoes? Oh, my God. I did mashed potatoes. All this time, it was Ralph's fault. We lost. <laughs> no, it wasn't Ingram, it wasn't Ingram fumbling or Colson throwing a backwards pass. It was me. It was my crippled ass. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right, everybody. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Monday edition, the Saints are 7-1. The live stream, fingers crossed, is working. No buffering from says Kenneth. We are ready to go. You, but Kevin... You, you, you just jinxed us. It's over. It's over. But it's Kevin, good. before we get to the party of the live stream and the Saints being 7-1, you have exciting news about a fantastic new sponsor of the show. Tell the people about Manscaping.com. It's not manscaping.com. It's manscaped. Manscaped. Support for this illustrious audio, glistening quality of audio and sports chicanery comes courtesy of Manscaped. They are number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. That's pretty clever. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, that's nice, like the Dr. Ball, the Dr. Seuss of balls. All right, talking points. I will not read this part here because it says do not read. But let me regale you of a frightening time in young single Kevin's life. When I was living alone in New Orleans and I was trying to groom myself. Uh, I decided to... Uh, Take out a pair of scissors once because, oh yeah, it is because my trimmer, uh, wasn't working. I needed to charge it. So I was like, well, screw it. I just, because I'm a man, I had zero patience to wait for something to charge and thought you had had tremors while using your trimmer. That is the worst idea. No, no, no. I was using scissors. Yes. So it's horrible. This idea. Yes. Yes, it was because I really wanted to get things nice and close. So instead, what ended up happening was took off uh, took off a little bit of skin with the scissors. Mm. Not so with Manscaped. You ain't got to worry about that. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. You know how women don't like the word moist? I think guys yeah. don't like the word snag. In the same uh, capacity there. So manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Thank God, because, you know, 
My dangling ball bag can't take much more of it. No. And don't you use don't... the same trimmer. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you would your balls. That's just nasty. Seriously, you, you really you you cannot use enough rubbing alcohol to clean that trimmer off. Hmm. That's why you need Manscaped. They also have pr- Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why would you not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? I mean, that's a little presumptuous of Manscaped to say that our balls are the smelliest part, but, you know, what have you. You can get 20% Fact off. Fact is accurate. Oh, oh, wait, your balls are smelly? Yes. I mean, I live in New Orleans. It's 100 degrees nine months out of the year. <laughs> yes, I forgot. I, yes, forgive also, me. For also, 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 hi, Mom. <laughs> Popping a blue chew and uh, manscaping is probably a bad idea, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, it's your balls. So I just know. think of all the people that are listening to this podcast for like the second time because we because Andrew <laughs> broke the Drew Brees is going to start on Sunday news. And they're like, this podcast sounds pretty good. It's good. It's Saints news. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to I'm going to give it another listen on the big show on Monday. First eight uh-huh, minutes, is nothing but ball talk. This is one hell of an ad. It is. Yes, it is. So you they are get getting their money's worth. 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Really, I mean, they should have redone the tools for your jewels gimmick. All right, so call to action. I'll repeat <laughs> myself. Because we're men, we need things to be repeated. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Uh, you know, ladies, I, I'm maybe you could use this too. I mean, actually, you know what? If one of you wants to invent womanscaped, hell, we'll plug that shit too. We are, <laughs> we, are, we are open to taking money for promoting whatever. So, ladies, invent womanscaped and we'll promote it. Or uh, but buy it for your man's. Buy it for your mans for Christmas. There you go. Manscaped.com code armchair. Uh, back to you, Ralph. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking we would just spend the whole podcast talking about I think man. so, too. It would be on brand. On brand. The only thing that would be more on brand for us is if that ad that Kevin just sauntered through was buffering every six seconds. <laughs> so... <laughs> The Saints actually had a game. I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. Uh, and they won comfortably, Dave, 31-9. to nine. Uh, My mother said the, the, the crowd was electric. It was, it was a great atmosphere. She said it might have been the best atmosphere of the year so far uh, for a Saints game. Um, Dave, do you agree with that? I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really notice that. Um, I mean, I remember the Houston game being pretty wild, just I guess maybe because just the ending. Uh, and because it was close, I mean, the first half of this game was this was it was close. I mean, you know, it was potentially the Cardinals could have made some moves and done something and taken the lead. But obviously, in the second half, uh, Saints pulled away and never looked back. Uh, I got to hand it to Ralph. The Saints are seven and one. They're halfway to his 14 and two. I know. And Teddy Bridgewater started five of those games. <laughs> I mean, is, does is, does that mean is Peyton up for Coach of the Year for this? He's got to be a front runner for 
could. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you're established, like you know, Nagy won last year. Like I feel like if you're established, you have to do something crazy. Now, Teddy Bridgewater being the starter for five games might be enough to put him in the mix, but like. When the Patriots are off, awesome, like no one ever. I think Ka- San Francisco you know? going from being awful to like twelve and four. That guy will win it. But yeah, yeah. Kevin, I have to say, and this I'm gonna ask you. This. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This question, because you're the right guy for it. Cliff Kingsbury, (laughs) he looks like a douchebag when he does not wear his sunglasses. And I irrationally was just hating on him for no reason. And I've never even thought about him until Sunday. But I just wanted to punch that dude in the face during the game. Like... I don't know why. How could you say that about a former practice squad Saints QB? I just, I want to, he looked like the kind of youth minister uh, of my childhood that I just wanted to push off a bridge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Youth minister, you wanted to push off a bridge. Okay. So I mean, but like you, you, you disagree. I've like on the youth ministers in my time, that they're, they're you know that that uh, I'm not going to say it's completely warranted, but uh, I understand. But I mean, do you think he rates high on the douchebag looking coaches or no? Yeah, I mean, d- don't ask me, don't ask me for a full on ranking because I mean, all I can think of right now, I can think of Kling's. Uh, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> I wanted to call him Kingsbury. Uh, Pete, Pete Carroll, number one, right? Uh, but he's not like a douchebag. Like he's he's not. No, he's not a douchebag. He's a fucking like. He thinks nine eleven was an inside job. Well, no, I know that, and he's and he. I think he said something that was very anti-vaxxerish. That's like douche canoe one hundred and one. Yeah, but that's like. See, I think douchebag. I think douchebag is different. I think once you get out of your 30s, like, or, you know, it, past your mid-30s, like, douchebag, like, there has to be a term for just, there has to be a term for somebody in their mid-late 40s or 50s who just thinks a lot of wrong, stupid shit. 
Kevin, my name yeah, is Ralph. No, you can address me as such when you talk about uh, me. Actually, I mean, the joke I was going to say was wasp eventually, but, you know. No, I mean, I just, I, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to punch uh, Kingsbury in the face. But, Andrew, as for the game, before yeah. we get these to are, that. These are the feelings I don't get because I'm at the game, so I don't get to look well, at Cliff Kingsbury. Well, I, I had a, just a, like a, like. Pete Carroll would be up there. Mike Smith was the number one douche canoe for me because he looked like Anderson Cooper if Anderson Cooper like was at fat camp and needed to lose. Well, he, like, he wore Tevas and socks in his office. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Andrew, you actually broke the news that Drew Brees was starting. No one will give you fucking credit for it, and they would have nope. banged on you in this podcast. They'd have banged on us all weekend if you'd have got it oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, they would have been ready to pounce if I was wrong. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. They would have banged you so hard, Andrew. <laughs> but the thing is, Andrew, I feel like your ledger... I would have been manscaped. Because yeah. I I feel like your ledger goes back to zero because you said all offseason Latavius Murray was going to be a bust. <laughs> and that's two weeks in a row that he's been really good. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to even even the playing field here. Yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get back to zero. Um, so hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully that makes up for my disastrous prediction on Latavius Murray. Um, what more can you say about that guy? I mean, Alvin Kamara goes down and he had 100 yards rushing, over 50 yards receiving, two touchdowns. He looked like Deuce McAllister in his prime in that game. He, no. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't run like. I mean, his style of running is different. I mean, no, but I mean, if you look at the stat line, like that yeah, was yeah. that was what Deuce was doing. That was a yeah. Deuce McAllister versus Tampa Bay game under Hazlitt, where the Saints are just like, okay, Tampa, you're gonna play cover two. We're gonna run Deuce thirty times for four yards, yeah, and we pop. might throw to him nine times too. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that I'm not Ladavius Murray's biggest fan, and uh, you know, not that I didn't know that he was good and that he was gonna be good you know, weeks and weeks ago. But, uh, I mean, he did some of that yardage. He got he got a big chunk of that yardage late, late in the uh, in the game that helped pad that stat line. But, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He's awesome. And uh, he makes us forget that Alvin Kamara was even on this team. Kevin, how spectacular is this team when Dave mentions at the top that – they can fart around for a half, and it didn't even matter. I mean, they basically – the end of the half was a, was a clusterfuck. We'll get to that in a second. Um, they had an interception. Butts misses a second field week goal. in a row, right? Yeah. So, like, how – No, I'm thinking of the Jags game. The Jags game was when they were awful in the first half. Yeah. But, I mean, Kevin, do you – halfway through the year – they're at the exact same point they were last year, seven and one, seven and one. Do you feel better about this team than you did last year at this point? Uh, God, do man. Now you're talking just the year. Yeah, like at this point last, like at this point last year, were you were you feeling better about the Saints than you are now? I I'm gonna say yes because, like the Saints were the Saints all last year seemed what like they, what wait doing? what am I doing what 
Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Go ahead. No, the, the Saints seemed like they were on like the vengeance tour for the Minnesota game, and they were just like blasting through everybody. So I don't know, like just the the momentum and just the attitude. Whereas like this year, okay, this is weird maybe to say, but like the Breeze injury. I think gave gave me a ton of pause, and it's like, yeah, Bridgewater went five and zero, and it's amazing. And like, I feel like you know, if he decides to hang around, he he's the guy. But you know, Breeze comes back, and now it's like, I'm somehow more worried about Drew Breeze than I would be had he play has had he been playing the entire year. Ah, so you still you still have the you still have a little bit of angst over the over the thumb, so you're not as confident. I like this question. Yeah. So, so Dave, how do you how do you feel about the Saints right about now? I mean, I like this team better just because we don't know what the future is, and right now they've only got one loss. They could potentially. I'm not saying they will, but I mean. They could go 15 and one. They could go 14 and two, like you predicted. Um, and either one of those would be the greatest seasons in Saints history, as far as win loss is concerned. Um, so they've got that going for them. Um, there is, uh, you know, offensive line is playing well. I think that's crucially important. I think that's really overlooked. But I mean, as long as your offensive line is playing well, then Drew is going to play well or be able to play well. Um, and, you know, Armstead, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Happy to have him. Happy to, happy to, that he's playing. He's healthy. Uh, keep it that way. Um, but, uh, no. And, well, I mean, Kevin said last year he felt like it was a revenge tour for uh, the Minnesota game. Well, then that would make this the revenge tour for the no-call which was more egregious and, and way more angering. Oh, no, no, no. And, and I agree. I agree with that. I guess, like, the Breeze injury just, I don't know. I'm I, the, Like, right now, the Breeze injury still, like, clouds. It, it just, there's a cloud hanging over it for me. Like, if in two or three weeks, Breeze is fine, then, then I would... Feel better about be it. More likely, yeah, I'd be more likely to change my answer in like two or three weeks. Andrew. And I think Breeze I think Breeze is fine. I wish he would like stop going around and high fiving everybody and smacking them on the helmet <laughs> with his throwing hand. Like I that I don't understand, but just whatever. But I I, I mean I I would say you could argue especially based on fans cheering Teddy's name in the Superdome yesterday. Uh, I mean, you could argue that Teddy coming in and winning five games makes it even more special, more magical, whatever. Andrew, what was a worse decision? Kevin trying to trim his nuts with a pair of scissors or Cliff Kingsbury deciding on fourth and one from his own 29 to run the ball straight into the Saints defense, which is second against the run in the NFL. Second against the run in the NFL, and like his running back that he decided to run it with on fourth and one had seven carries for eight yards. Um, so I think that qualifies as awful coaching. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes. Yes, it's horrible, this idea. 
I mean, you talked about it, but I looked up the stats today. This run defense, it's not quite as good as the 1991 Saints Dome Patrol. That run defense gave up 73 yards on the ground. This gate gives up 85, uh, and that defense gave up 3.6 yards of carry. This is 3.8, but this run defense is it's it's the best I've seen in a generation. Like even the good Hazlitt defense, Andrew of 2000, like they didn't stop the run like this. And even last year, I don't think the Saints they stopped the they didn't stop the run like this. It felt it feels like. I mean, I just feel like the way the NFL is now with all the passing yards per carry is way up. Giving up 3.8 yards per carry is like in the early 90s is now is like giving up 2.8 yards per carry in 1991 or whatever it was. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they're giving up that little, it, it's uh, you can't compare the yards per carry to, ni- to the 90s because teams just they run the ball way more efficiently because you know people are so terrified of the pass and they're always in nickel sets and whatever. So, but look. Blah blah blah, whatever. Who cares? Bottom line, <laughs> seven and one. Breeze is back. Uh, really, the only threats, at least right now, are the 49ers and the Packers, which, and they don't really scare me. And this Saints team is ridiculous. We're going to the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust. Like right. it's back on. Breeze is back. Clearly, his thumb is fine. He comes back first game back and looks like Drew. Played great. Um, seriously like I, I I'm so excited for the season like in LSU is ridiculous they're about to play Alabama LSU is just put number one over Alabama we're gonna get two championships this year in Louisiana <laughs> Book I, it. I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines I mean but Unfortunately, my green wave have cooled off a little bit. Yes, <laughs> they a have. Bit. They, ma- they made I a charge, they though. Give what did I tell day, you about getting... Tulane, Ralph? What did I tell you? You told me. Hey, I got to say, man, Rutgers totally failed me this weekend. I was on a hot streak. I was on a, it was a good run. My kid's college run. fun is goodbye. Hugh Freeze and prostitute coach, he let me down against Rutgers. They lost straight up. Um, so... I just look. Do you this. give up? Are they dead to you now, or are you going to go back to the? Well? No, I'm going to. I'm going to hop right back on the Rutgers trade. I'm going to. I'm going to bet against them when they face Illinois. I'm going to lay the. 18. Yeah, because Illinois is kind of hot. They They've won two games in a row. They were. They were surging under Black Santa, aka Lovey Smith. Um. So, Kevin, uh, the Saints. They've. They've won without Kamara. They've won without Jared Cook. Uh, oh, by, oh, by the by the way, Kevin, of the most of the most humiliating things in your life, which there are many, is yes. losing to the fantasy football team that spent one hundred and eighty-two dollars in our auction draft on Jared Cook. Is losing to that football team is it in the top five humiliations of your life? <sighs> I'm gonna say just outside the top five, like like. <laughs> Like a six or seven for sure. When you realize they had Tevin Coleman, you're like, fuck. No one cares about it but me. I am so proud of myself for winning a game after bidding $182 on Jerry Cook. I don't care. But like like I was it was looking okay for me at one point. And then I checked the score (laughs) at the end at 
Sunday night, right when I was about, you know, when I was about to turn in and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I lost. Oh, okay. And then, and then I looked at the team and I was like, wait a minute. Is that fucking Ralph? <laughs> and I looked and I was like, son of a bitch. That was fucking Ralph. <laughs> no one yeah. cares except for me. Oh, me too. But here's the, here's the thing. Like, and I want, I'm going to start with Kevin, but I want everybody to answer this. This offense, they put up 500 yards, and I know Arizona is a trash pile on defense, even though they have Patrick Peterson back. They were giving up almost 400 yards and 28 points. So, it, it, you know, it's, Arizona isn't great defense. But, Kevin, do you think off of what the Saints... They're not a great defense. That's really putting it mildly, Ralph. Mildly. They're not great. They're not even average. But but off of what we saw, off of what the Saints saw yesterday, Kevin, do you think they are going to be more or less inclined to do a little Mickey Loomising and do what you hate and trade away future draft picks to get a receiver before 4 o'clock tomorrow? Yeah, I can't see that happening. I mean, if they weren't willing to do that for to to get uh, now I can't remember the guy uh, Emmanuel Sanders or you know one of the other uh, defensive players that came out on the block. You know, I can't. Uh, yeah, I I don't see him doing it. Dave, do you think like we're if, gonna if have- you're seven and if you're seven and one without Drew Brees, what what does this roster? What could they possibly need? Like, I hear you. I, I would hear someone that says, no, they need a receiver. I understand that. But we just saw Breeze come back, and Austin Carr caught a pass. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of breaking news. I mean, he got how many? Did he catch a couple of passes yesterday? I think he did. Just one. Just, Just one. One is all you need. Let's not get greedy, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Are you, do you think do you think little Jordan would be in contention for the rookie of the year, Dave, if Drew Brees had been playing the last five weeks? I definitely think that Drew Brees, you know, Teddy Bridgewater having to come in, he, Teddy just doesn't have the rapport with little Jordan that I know Brees does, and the timing was off, and I think it was really just the worst Worst case scenario for little Jordan was with- either that or Breeze was like, "Hey, I'll come back from my injury, but get that guy the fuck off my team." <laughs> um, wait, but seriously though, um, I'll say this: what, what I noticed yesterday in yesterday's game um, that we've been missing, and, and this is I'm dead serious. Uh, we did get an extra receiver. Now that Breeze is back, that lets Peyton use Taysom. Uh, a little bit more than yes. he was using them before, and I mean, you saw Taysom caught. Taysom caught two Austin Carr passes. He caught he caught two of them, uh, and uh, and both of them were uh, pretty big plays and pretty big gains. So uh, don't forget that too. That you can kind of add Taysom in there as a as a weapon now again. Yeah, that was what that's the, that was the argument today. I noticed that the people who hated Teddy Bridgewater and they were just seething and they they just wanted to rip him, but they couldn't the last five weeks because the Saints were winning and he was getting better each week. They went from hating on Teddy Bridgewater to like, Saints got to trade him at the deadline, man. Get something for him. He's not going to be here next year. And 
the whole argument you can't trade Bridgewater, right, Andrew? You can't trade him because if you trade him, you can't. Sean Payton can't, can't have fun with Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Yeah, and Taysom Hill is, I think, Breeze being healthy is actually almost like a trade because then you acquire Taysom Hill's availability in the offense. So, you know, that, that will help. Um, hey, real quick, uh, I know uh, our, my friend, or our friend, friend of the show, Jim Gleason, is listening, and uh, he sent me something on Facebook today, and I told him I would read it because I thought it was awesome. But his case is that the Saints are the best team in the NFL, and he, this is what he said. Uh, after eight weeks, the Patriots are undefeated, but their opponents have a combined record of 13-36. and 36. The only other undefeated team, the 49ers, have won games against a combined 16-35. and 35. Meanwhile, the Saints have had Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Their opponents are 31-28. and 28. They clearly have better competition, and the only loss came when they, A, were robbed of a touchdown by the ref's whistle, and B, had their starting quarterback knocked out of the game because of an injury. In his absence, they maintained a dominance with the backup quarterback and won five straight. So, anyway, he says they're the best team in the NFL, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, this... Maybe the this, best team in the NFC. I don't know about the Patriots, man. I, I mean, they haven't played anybody. How can you say that? I know, I know, I know, but... Here's the here's Patriots. The Patriots, yeah. man. The the Patriots are pay, playing a D three schedule. Like, could they play a quarterback in the top yeah, half it's of like the league? WNL. It's like it's like when WNL when I was playing tennis at WNL and we were playing Bridgewater and Hampton Sydney. That, that's who the Patriots are playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you Ogle tell them, Juge. Just like those guys. Millsaps. Jude, you have never sounded more like a preppy white dude when you just listed off those four schools. Sawani. <laughs> I imagine no Jude with an ascot and like a like a pipe. Stetson, did you play Stetson? Yes, we did. I won a lot of ma- I, I won a lot of matches against those <laughs> shitheads. <laughs> Fucking tennis trash talk. Pay that man his money. Um. <laughs> Not that it goes. I just wanted to play it, um, but as we, you know, the Saints are at the halfway point of the year, and you know we even we even have haven't even mentioned about uh, how trash the NFC South is specifically. Twenty-eight to three. Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by twenty-five. Now we're only halfway through the year. Um, but good lord, this season is this season has been fun. I mean, I, I can't remember a more just fun season in the fun games. The Seattle game when Teddy started. I mean, this season to me, Kevin is as fun as 2006, where it's just this holy shit of weirdness. And they're winning, and it's got odd storylines, and it's kind of unexpected. And it's just been fun with the Saints. But the fact that the NFC South is a dumpster fire makes it even better when you combine yeah. Atlanta being 1-7. and seven. Uh, I'm hard-pressed to find a more enjoyable first half of the year in Saints history. I mean, I know they were undefeated in 2009, but Atlanta wasn't a dumpster fire. Um, this has been spectacular. 
Yeah, yeah, it has, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying. Like that's the, like that's the extra, the extra great thing about this season. Like again, if you were going to say that that you love this season right now more than last season, you had you would you would have to point out the fact that the Atlanta Falcons are the mirror image of the Saints. Like the coach, the coach is out of his depth. Doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Sitting on the has basically been sitting on the hot seat so long. The seat, it's it's just he's sitting on embers at this point. Arthur Blank just yeah. Arthur Blank doesn't know what he's going to do. I hate watch Dan Quinn today. His press conference. I won't lie. It was That's fantastic. Great. The man is it looks even, defeated. Is it even hate watching at this point, or is yeah. it just like? Jubilation. It's jubilation. It's it's morbid curiosity. I was watching in my seat at work just bouncing. It was so great. It was like LSD. It was phenomenal. He's so defeated. He's so sad. It's so great. I mean, it's great great shit. It's absolute great shit to just to watch to watch a grown man like that be like he has no clue. He has like he knows he's fucked. He knows he's fucked, but he has no idea how to fix it. It's how, how to get out of it. Like their, their defense is terrible. Like I don't know. People follow probably follow Brian Baldinger on Twitter, and he just breaks down like video of teams, and he, and he likes the Saints, and he broke down their offensive line from yesterday. But the the, the Atlanta Falcons. They make so many mental mistakes on defense. It just drives poor Brian Baldinger crazy, and his crooked finger is like quivering while he's doing the video. It's just, <laughs> it's just great stuff to watch. Oh I can't, God. I can't recommend That's it enough. Finger. Like go in the Baldinger's feet, and you'll just, just scroll through it. You'll find like four or five of them where he's just like, "What are you doing, Atlanta? This is so simple, and you're just these coverages are just falling apart. What the fuck are you doing?" Um, and it's just, it's just so great. Um, you know, uh, Andrew, I know it, it's only been a couple of weeks. Uh, PJ, uh, Williams has been suspended, but is he going to get his job back from Gardner Johnson when he, when he comes he, back he, against Atlanta? No, no, he's going to, PJ's going to have to stay in the parking lot. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, when you have a rookie that steps in for a guy that frankly has kind of been up and down during his career and. Nothing against P.J. Williams. He's actually had a good season, and I like the player, but he's in a contract year, and you've got a rookie that's playing his ass off, and it looks awesome. Like, how could you uh, how could you go back to the vet? And- I mean, I'm, I'm glad P.J.'s on the team, and I'm glad he's coming back because, you know, there's a good chance we'll need him at some point, but there's no way you take him out of the lineup right now. C.J.'s got to stay in there. He looked awesome yesterday. That tackle in the open field, uh, like on that screen pass or whatever. I mean, he's sick. He's he's like becoming one of my favorite players. He is a shit talker. I like man. Like he was taunting Tariq Cohen last week. This yesterday, he like he gave up a completion to Larry Fitzgerald and was like clapping. He's he's a he's a weird dude. But he, I mean, since everyone hates the Saints already, Kevin, because of Sean Payton, Bounty Gate, Vicodin, all that, like Garner Johnson, he fits in perfect with the Saints' arrogance, does he not? Oh, absolutely. Uh, But it's not. Here's the thing: it's not even like 
I mean, does does he say anything at the uh, you know post game or like locker room things that are just like true dickhead statements? No, I mean, is he doing that or is he just playing around? I think he's just because like if he's just like if he's just clowning around and and like fucking with you know the 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 guy who you know couldn't ride a roller coaster uh last week during during the bears game i mean that's that's one thing like that's in the game you know heat of the moment in the game getting inside the guy's head and and just you know obliterating the motherfucker but you i don't know I, no, I mean, but Andrew, you kind of—I I love that because I feel like a defensive back, you have to be just an arrogant son of a bitch because they're going to throw at you and they're going to beat you sometimes, and you have to put it behind you. And I would rather a dude with oversized confidence than a guy who's quiet and not very assertive. Like, I think you need that at corner, especially in 2019 where teams are throwing 50 times a game. You have to have blind confidence in sports in general. And I, I think it's just, in the NFL, it's on steroids. You know, there there is just no second or time to second-guess yourself, uh, have any self-doubt. You just got to go out there and do it. And especially on the defensive side of the ball, where it's all about emotion, passion, committing yourself to putting your body on the line, physically tackling, whatever. So he's got that it factor. And you see it in his eyes. You see it in his body language. And the Saints need more guys on their defense like that, not less. Dave, I'm going to throw out a statement that that i, I thought right, of it can, as an hold argument. on can we can we just say michael thomas for mvp can we just get no that i was gonna say i thought i had a great idea for a unique column for channel four this week i'm probably still gonna write it because it's a good idea but michael thomas like i think there's a because with mahomes hurt and even though the patriots are winning like brady's not really great. In fact, Teddy Bridgewater was higher rated than him at quarterback. So there's a path for Michael Thomas to MVP, Dave. But when me and Andrew were, were texting back and forth today, we were trying to figure out what he needed to do. And I, and, and I figured out, I think for Michael Thomas to be MVP at wide receiver, he needs to break the receptions record. He needs, so he needs to get 146 receptions. He needs 1,800 yards receiving. He needs 10-plus touchdowns. He needs a huge game to beat the undefeated San Francisco 49ers, and the Saints need to be 14-2. and two. But if that all happened... Which is a lot to happen. Which is a lot, because it's a wide receiver, right? And the I MVP feel, is mostly a quarterback well, well, award. But if Michael Thomas did most of the things I just, just listed, or four of the five, could he be MVP? Yeah. You mean, like, could he? Not should he be MVP. Could he be MVP? Well, he uh, should, but could he be? I don't. I that I think I think they're yeah. unfair little wide receiver. But could, do you think he could be? That's why I wanted to clarify your question. Um, I mean, we don't have anybody. You know, Mahomes was injured. I mean, we don't have anybody at quarterback who's playing amazing. Russell Wilson. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. But Aaron, I they have a good running back fast. now, and and you, I, you know Andrew, you just said in the chat and Green, so they'll cool down. And 
I, I, yeah, I mean, like, like if Green Bay goes fifteen and one or fourteen and two, then Rogers yeah. is getting it. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. Rogers is getting it when Breeze had the greatest season of all time. So, <laughs> you think they're going to give it to Michael Thomas if Aaron Rodgers goes yeah. fifteen and one? Yeah, they I love them. Some so. Rogers. Um, so, I mean, but but it helps. I mean, again, unless unless like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, unless they. Uh, really put up crazy numbers or go 14 and two or whatever. Um, There's never been a receiver MVP. Is that correct? I think That's Jerry ridiculous. Rice won it one year. Jerry How Rice won it. That? Somebody look that up in the chat room real I'll, quick. I'll, I'll look it up. I know, so, I know running backs have won it. Running but... backs have won it. Adrian Peterson won it. Kevin's mm-hmm. fave. In uh, fact, that's probably the last last non QB, right? Probably, yeah. And all it took was for him to break the rushing record. Oh God, I forgot for a second that Matt Ryan won MVP. I'm looking. Oh, at the, trying, yeah. I'm looking at the same list. Uh, Adrian Peterson won it in 2012. <sighs> Sean Alexander in 05. Marshall Ball. Thompson in 2006. I mean, so, it, yeah, it looks close. like no no receiver has ever won it. Lawrence Taylor, 86. Jerry Rice, 87. Crowded animal said in the chat. So, oh, Terrell uh, Davis. 80, in uh, 87 was Elway. Oh, 87 Terrell was Elway. Davis. Yeah, I mean, I think it could get interesting because the, the thing is with the MVP is it's, it's a narrative award, right? The media sort of goes whatever way they want to go and they sort of construct the storyline but I I do think if Michael Thomas can have a, a like a couple of monster games in the spotlight on national TV or whenever and break the receiving record I think I think he can finish top three and then it becomes if the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC the argument would be well they're the best team we should give it to their best player um, so it's, I think it, I think it's possible. The thing is, the thing is, I guess, I mean, I think Mike Thomas has to have the most catches in, in a single season and, and the Saints uh, have to be like 14 and two or 15. Can he keep this ridiculous play? Yeah. Pay, do you think with Breeze back? I mean, he's not on br- pace to break the yardage record, right? I mean, his yardage isn't as up there. No, cause, cause, uh. Right. Uh, Megatron had 2,000 one year. But I guess my point is, you know, obviously Breeze over the last couple of years has, Andrew, has been, you know, especially take the Philadelphia playoff game where he just throws to Michael Thomas, throws to Michael Thomas. But Teddy Bridgewater did it even to a larger extent than Breeze ever had. With Breeze back. With the binge throwing? Yeah, is the binge binge throwing, as you like to say, is it going to get ramped down? And if he gets ramped down... The record becomes less attainable. Why, why? Why would it get ramped down? Like he just went up against Patrick Peterson, and they yeah, kept you'll get, throwing. You'll get him. Cooks back. You'll get Kamara back after the bye. I mean, you mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could see if there's just pe- people are so terrified of him that it just opens up opportunities for other players. But but that's when the Saints' offense really gets rolling, and they put up 500 yards on people. You know, they get. I feel like that's like a robbing Peter to pay Paul situation where it just wouldn't work out for teams. You know, well, you can't no, put but, too but, much. But that's a different discussion. It would be great for the Saints as a team, but like his his MVP candidate candidacy, if he goes from 
on pace to catch 146 balls and break the record, and he goes and he gets 125. Like that ain't gonna that ain't gonna get you 125. I mean, did, did you see the catch he made and with two guys on him with that Teddy Bridgewater threw no. two weeks ago? Down the, I mean, the two guys were on him there, and the, and the Cardinals had Patrick Peterson shadowing him the whole game. He, he could he couldn't do anything. <laughs> on on his touchdown, Patrick Peterson bear hugged him, and. Michael Thomas carried him into the end zone. You you really and truly cannot guard Mike. <laughs> the Big strong the... lad. <laughs> so it's not just a clever name. It's not just they don't pay him enough. Good good lord. Twenty yeah, million dollars. Sean Payton and Michael Thomas somehow need raises. It's crazy, and they're both the highest paid at their uh, respective jobs. No, I'm sorry, Julio is now. Um, before yeah, we get got, to yeah, that's a, both, what a fine got, investment, Atlanta. They both got huge contracts this off season, record breaking deals, and it wasn't enough. Oh, Atlanta! Back to them. They are so fucked with their cap. It's just so glorious. Um, before we get to the questions. Uh, Dave, because the, the the Saints aren't playing this week, we won't have game prediction. Uh, but I had a terrible week gambling, as Andrew referenced. Uh, I was two, three, and one. My first losing week in four weeks. Uh, so my kid will have to go to trucking school now. But if people wanted, <laughs> if people wanted to gamble and win money, unlike I did uh-huh. this week, mm. where should they go? I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. So regardless of whether you're betting for years or you're ready to play the game for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. Uh, So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between football season... World Series, the start of the NBA and the NHL seasons. In fact, I think yesterday was the one day of the year where all sports, sports equinox, have a game. baby. Yep, that was it yesterday. Uh, so between all that, it's time to get off of the sideline and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And I just realized I'm reading an older ad. But that's okay. So you can just. just, uh, So, uh, but my bookie is, they're going to match your money. Uh, If you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. If you use promo code chair to activate the offer, that's promo code chair to double your cash. So visit myboookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. That was pretty good. Better than I would have done. Well, so, um, sent me that I was supposed to read. <laughs> so, we'll get to the questions. Uh, here's a question, Andrew. What's this is from Eric? What's more bizarre: the Cardinals felt the need to double cover a fullback running a fly route, or the fact that Breeze decided <laughs> to throw it to him anyway? That's a great question. Yeah, that that play was absurdly weird, and the end result was very deserved, um, an interception. But you know, it's funny. I gave Breeze an A minus in the grades and thought he was great. I thought he had a great game. 79% completions. He's pushing the ball down the field, quick and decisive with his throws, took no sacks. I mean, he, he was Drew. He was great. Um, but two things were just shocking. Uh, amidst this great performance, 
that dog shit throw down the sideline to a double covered fullback for a pick. Patrick Peterson was on Zach line somehow. <laughs> what, what the hell was that? Um, so he makes that throw. And then the clock management at the end of the first half, what, I mean, that was full. Drew Brees went full less miles there. That was awful. No, less miles. Some it would if it was less miles, it would have worked out some kind of way. Like it, it would have been a clusterfuck. But true, the, touch, the touchdown would have counted. Yeah, they would have like, picked eh. up the flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a good question from Raymond Kevin. Uh, what Netflix show in Ben and Jerry's flavor will Sean binge on? Since this team seems like they could beat Atlanta if we started Sean Canefield and Todd Bauman in a two quarterback game plan. Don't forget about a candle. We need to know what kind of candle he uses, too. <laughs> Remember, Peyton's a big fan of candles. I mean, oh God. We, we can get into it next week, too. But, I mean, well, answer the question, Kevin. Go ahead. So, what are we looking at? We're looking at Ben and Jerry's, uh, which, which, Repeat the question, please. What Netflix, which Netflix show, show ben, and which J- ben and Jerry's flavor and which candle scent? Yeah, what he binge on? To... Wow. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Peyton's gonna binge on the fish food Ben and Jerry's flavor because if he's still a uh, a Jimmy Buffett fan at his age, uh, I'm willing to bet that Sean Payton would absolutely go listening to a fucking jam band play one goddamn song for 35 minutes. So. I'll bet on that one. Uh, uh, the, if there's any show? fish fans in the chat, they're going to come with the knives for you held. Whatever. <laughs> Chomp on your patchouli sticks and leave me alone. I'm pretty sure um, fish fans are nonviolent. Right. Um, let's see. Netflix show. Which which show is he going to binge watch? I can see him get uh, get caught up on some crime drama. Uh, like have you some... already watched the third season of Stranger Things? I have not. Uh, no, I look forward to him. I want to know if he's watched it already. Peyton? Like no, 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 no. No, I think that that came out when... Actually, you know what? That came out 4th of July, so I could see him doing that in between uh, uh, film sessions, getting ready for uh, training camp. I could see him doing that. I was just going to say that he's probably... He's probably watching some fucking crime show and he's probably like he's probably secretly into some crime show where where like the people all have accents. So I'd say he's probably watching Broadchurch. And, and if you don't know what that candle, if you don't scent. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, that's perfectly fine. Let's see. Candle scent. <sighs> Let's take a look. He's been I'm known to say, like white like white cotton. He likes linen linen scents. What podcast? I was listening to him on a podcast or something where he was talking about this. I I think so. Here's the thing. I think he would love to go. To, uh, I I don't think he's walking into the Yankee Candle Shop and uh, pulling off the, the the tops of the of like fifty fucking jars. I think he probably went past that store and walked into like another store and just saw a can a, a candle for like. Uh, a, a candy flavored smell. So I could see him being like, ooh, candy. And just caramel. Caramel yeah. apple. Yeah, remember remember that story about him always going into Rob Ryan's candy stash? <laughs> there we go. 
Do you think he fired Rob Ryan as he was digging into Rob Ryan's candy stash? He just like took a handful of M and M's and was like, "Get out." I, I, th- <laughs> I, I think he waited a day to make sure he cleaned out his candy desk before he fired him. <laughs> Rob, we've cleared out your things. Well, what about my? Ca- I, they're all gone. <laughs> By the way, I'm just something random. I'm thinking about. I feel like Rice Krispie treats are like the one, you know, dessert candy whatever that you can make at home and it's just as good as like the packaged one just a random yeah, like, thought there thanks for that dave you're would welcome you how many rice crispy treats i just had two would you eat <laughs> how many rice crispy treats would you eat in a 30 minute period how many would you be willing to eat to guarantee the saints a super bowl win Kevin. I just had two. I just had two in one minute. So if we extrapolate that to thirty minutes, that's sixty. I mean, look, if we're talking, just eat. Like yeah, I'm not. You, a, you can't. That was. That sounds like a sprint. You can't keep maintain that. Pace, you can't maintain. Like hell, I can't. That's like running a six-minute mile and being like, oh yeah, I can. I can do that over thirty. Does he get the? If well, we does he get the? Fucking, does, I'm a rice crispy treat eating <laughs> record? Somebody look that up. Uh, Right, I mean, look it up. do you get like water? I'm not, I'm not a big, de- I'm not a big dessert things. guy. So like, like three Rice Krispie treats would be just awful for me. <laughs> like, I'm thinking like five is probably the max I could do in half an hour. Man, I could. I, I, okay, <laughs> two things. Uh, one, I have the answer for fastest Rice Krispie treat eating. But before I get to that, uh, before I get to that, um, Halloween is like one of my favorite times of year because, you know, everybody posts their pictures of their kids in Halloween. No kidding. The dude that eats a pound of Sour Patch during the show every week loves Halloween. (laughs) So everybody takes a break from their political. Your blood likes candy. Go figure. Everybody yeah. takes a break from their uh, from their political shit on Facebook and posts cute pictures of their kids. So I, I like it for that. And then too, yes, I, I like I like to steal my kids' candy. Um, well, this isn't an official record. It says Jonathan C ate three Rice Krispie treats in fifty three point eight one seconds. Whatever, dude, I can do that. That's not. I'm not. A How big guy. are they though? Are they like the wrapper I, size? Or are they like a like a piece of cake, rice crispy. Like, how big are they? You know? I don't know, but that uh, that that website was not was not legit. So, Andrew, best worst Halloween candy? Go. Go. Most popped well, rice cereal eaten in one minute. Let's see what. Everyone this is. knows candy corn is the best Halloween candy. Yeah, yeah I'm down. Fight, I'm fight. Fight. I said it. I I said it. Fight me. I don't. You gotta mix candy corn is awesome, but you gotta mix it with stuff. You gotta you gotta add the Greenbrier pistols at dawn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups, the minis are awesome. I mean, I I kind of have a thing for nerds. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, nerds. Now and later's are trash. (laughs) (laughs) Now and later is trash. Uh, but um, I, wait, I, here I, we go. Wisconsin students made an eleven thousand pound Rice Krispie treat back in two thousand fifteen. Cool, thanks. And it didn't help him beat Illinois. How about that? 
Laffy Taffy, like that kind of stuff, I hate. I oh, it's trash. Garbage. It's like so that, that, that person that posted on Facebook to tell tell people, like, they were like, we're a rich neighborhood. Don't hand out trash candy. And they had a list of all the candy they didn't want people to. to what was on the list? Up. What kind of what kind of candy do you think, Kevin? Do you think Sean Payton like eats while Ooh, he's Twizzlers like, are lame. I agree with Fredo. Twizzlers are lame. Like when he's when he's like stress eating, like for a big game and he's watching film. Like what kind of candy do you think Sean Payton is pounding? Like as he's like breaking down San Francisco Forty Nine er tape when they're undefeated. I mean, is he saving the is he saving the gum for game day? Yeah, the gum, the gum is game. The gum is gum is gum. Gum is not candy. Candy you swallow. Gum is not candy. Okay, uh, so if he's saving that for game day, then I'm saying it's got to be. It's got to be something chewy. Because I'm I'm thinking because I'm thinking that it's oh airheads. Airheads are delicious. Yeah, no. Alvin Kamara is turning me on that. Mini airheads are the bomb. Just so you know. Yeah, if if you are a parent that puts raisins in your Halloween like candy offering, if you have raisins in there or loose change, you 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 have no soul. I'm not saying you I are would a call soulless, soul sucking. Individual. I'm not saying I would call Child Protective Services on you. I'm just saying if somebody did, I wouldn't feel bad for you. Raisins, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> you know um, what else is bad? Those the random fucking candies that are wrapped in orange and brown. <laughs> those wait, are bad. Wait, what are those? And Poison. Then, and That's then, what those oh. are. <laughs> Are you guys down with Heath? I'm I'm down with Heath. Heath is underrated. And then, uh, and then there's the ones that are like they're in like a uh, I think the candy themselves are are brown, but like the wrapper is like clear with like yellow lettering. Those are gross as shit too. <laughs> are you guys with me that um, Heath is grossly underrated? I would say no? yeah. He's like the Wayne Martin of candies. <laughs> like, who would? What would be oh. like? Like a candy that would be like Jarris Bird, where you were excited when somebody gave it to you, but like when you eat it, oh, it always Snickers. disappoints that's you. Snickers. That's Snickers. Snickers. Like you're Snickers excited. Snickers is the Jarris Bird. <laughs> like you always think Snickers is better than it should be, and you, you think it's amazing. You take a bite, and you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of disappointing. <sighs> My wife. We'll fight you over that, Juge. She <laughs> she loves Snickers. She would she would just she'll destroy a bag of Snickers minis like it's just it's unbelievable. Uh so let's let's get to some more actual football questions. Uh Kevin, how sad will you be if the Saints don't trade away draft picks by the deadline? Oh, and how happy will Kevin be? I should have asked that to somebody else, but oh, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be, ha- yeah, I'll be pleasantly surprised if they can avoid uh, trading anything away. I'm usually 
more pleasantly surprised when it's draft time and they're not trading anything away. Like they're seven and one right now. If they traded somebody, if they make a huge trade at seven and one, yeah, I don't know. Here, here's a crazy thing. Sean Pace, Sean Ryan Pace, who's like was like a Loomis understudy. He has taken the Loomis trade away draft assets to a level which I can't even fathom. The Bears do not have a first, third, or fourth round pick next year. I don't. Well, it was totally worth it because Trubisky is their their franchise quarterback. <laughs> no, the future. Oh, that's that's not how it's working out. No. <laughs> this is from Mitch Andrew. Did you say Chase Daniel? Sorry, I, I think I misheard you. Are you telling me Coach John Smoltz doesn't know what he's doing? <laughs> he does look like John Smoltz. Ke- Kevin, you always amaze me with like the random NFL like things and facts you know that you know that Charles Nagy looks like John Smoltz. Just blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, Mitch asks, Andrew, Breeze is five touchdowns behind Brady for the all-time record. Any chance he catches him in time to be the one to break Manning's record? What are the odds he ends up holding the record at the end of the season? I think there's a strong chance. Uh, the Saints play Atlanta twice. I rest my case. <laughs> and uh, Let's see. Um, Dave, how has Marcus Davenport been looking? You were at the game yesterday. That's from Troy. Tory, sorry. I was going to say, it sounds like uh, a buddy of mine planted that question in there because he's, he's, been, he's been high on Marcus Davenport. He's, in fact, he thinks that Marcus Davenport is the next Reggie White. And, uh, <laughs> and then I have to slap the shit out of him and tell him to shut the fuck up because he's a little <laughs> ridiculous with that kind of talk. Um, but, uh, he's playing, I mean, look, everybody on the, I, I, I don't think I would be fair to say a bad thing about anybody on the defensive line. I mean, I don't think that you, it'd be fair to say anything bad about anyone on the defense period. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, so I'm so proud of the chat on defense. I'm so proud of the chat right now. Patrick Robinson. I'm he's, so proud of he's injured. He's not even playing. <laughs> I am so oh, well, proud of the chat great. right now, guys. The, the, they have given up Saints talk, and they are just arguing about Halloween candy. And this, who's older? And this is our this is our podcast. This is our audience. Oh, and by the way, guys, I got the alert from Andrew, uh, not Juge, the Andrew at uh, Armchair Media. We have ninety. The other lesser Andrew. Yes, we have ninety six people have RSVP'd for. The podcast, the podcast live show with the bird calls on December fourteenth. Go to the link at the show, RSVP. Get your free T-shirt. If we can get over a hundred, Dave, don't we get a discount where they we we get some sort of uh, we buy them from like in bulk from India instead of you having to do them by hand? If we can get over a hundred orders and, and they're like a nickel a piece, so go and RSVP, people. If, if more of you guys sign up, we can have the shirts made in a factory with child laborers that are three years old um, in terrible condition. So please, please RSVP. <laughs> they get whipped to sleep and slashed with broken glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, we, we want you all here. And the thing is, you get the T-shirt and you get it personally handed to you by my wife. So go do it. 
So, or maybe my mom. Maybe we can recruit my mom. <laughs> my mom. Man. So look, this wraps up the show. The Saints are on a the Saints are on a uh, a bye this week, but before, so we're not going to have any game predictions because they don't play anyone. But I want you guys to revisit your season prediction, and you can't change what you predicted to start the year, but. How I want you to say how confident you are that the Saints are going to reach your win total that you projected, either over it or not to it. Andrew, I'll start with you. How do you feel about your preseason prediction being right or wrong? Well, first of all, I feel like at this point I have to predict them being 7-9 and nine because uh, picking them to lose every week has resulted in a win. I'm, I'm like on an amazing streak of doing this. Like. I can't believe I'm going to have to pick the Falcons to beat the Saints in New Orleans in two weeks. But, but here we are. Um, but uh, I think – did I pick 11-5? and five? I, I believe that's you what did. I picked. Yeah. Um, so that would mean 4-4 uh, four and four the second half of the season. And they play Carolina twice. They play Atlanta twice. Um, they play Tampa once more. So, yeah, I mean – the NFC South is not very good. Uh, it's a, you know the 49ers game obviously will be tough. Indianapolis is a decent team, but that's a game I think they should win. So yeah, I mean I think 11 and five feels really light at this point. Um, you know those first four games we thought those would be tough with Breeze, and they went three and one during that stretch. So um, I mean Jim Gleason said it, and I read that earlier on the show. I I really feel like they're the best team in the league. I really believe that. And you say what you will about the Patriots, but I think your prediction might be spot on, Ralph. Like, I think there's a chance the Saints are going to be 14 and one and starting Bridgewater again in week, <laughs> week 16 in a meaningless game. I, I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel a lot better about 14 and two than I did when Breeze was dropping a football in Los Angeles. I'll tell you that. Um, but it's still it's still a really hard get because I still think Green Bay and San Francisco they they play each other and I, I still think thirteen and three is going to be the number one seed in the NFC so I still think there's a decent shot that it's going to be like last year where the Saints are thirteen and two and everything's wrapped up and they're starting Teddy Bridgewater but it'll be the same thing as it was last year they'll start him but they won't have anybody good helping him out and they'll lose and they'll be 13 and 2 and i'll have to write one nice compliment to les east uh dave how do you feel about your prediction do you think it's still mine true was i 11 and 5 too yeah you were 11 and 5 i thought Uh, he was i thought you were 10 and 6 dave no i don't think i don't think it was that bad um Yeah, no, I'm you know I'm with Andrew. It's looking like uh, it's not going to be close, and it looks like they may exceed that, uh, which is great. But um, I just see a lot of breadsticks and never-ending <laughs> pasta bowls in my future. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it. Look at the bright side. At least it's because you missed it going under, than rather. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. You know, but I, but I mean, like, I mean, realistically, like when you think about it, like. What's the worst possible thing that that could happen to the Saints season? You lose Drew Brees, and we've done that. We've weathered that <laughs> storm. We've came out on top, and that that no that that possibility no longer frightens me, at least not for the season. I'm not really worried any anymore. Like it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders, 
Right, like if it happened again, it's like we can beat the we can beat the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, really and truly, it's 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 like we're playing with house money from this point on, and we, we can't lose. Kevin, how do you feel about your prediction? What what was your prediction, by the way? <laughs> I was hoping you could tell me. I have no I think idea. It was 11 and, I think it was eleven and I, five. No, no, I think I think I maybe didn't even make one because he probably one, wasn't one of us was ten podcast. and six. It must have been Kevin. Yeah, I think yeah, Kevin, you were ten and six. Wait, I, I would have said ten and six. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it seems uh, so ridiculous now because they're so fucking awesome. The wheel says 10 and 6. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, I'm not feeling confident because, I mean, they, they it's, it seems like uh, like they're going to cruise right by that. Yeah. So. Would it be would it be worse for this team to lose Michael Thomas than it would be for them to lose Breeze again? I think it might. I think yeah. Because wow. who... <laughs> I mean, because Michael Thomas is the best receiver in football, and his production didn't drop at all between Teddy Bridgewater and Breeze. And I, I mean, we'll just see. After, we'll just have to see how health goes. I mean, that's just that's just part of the deal. But. You know, hopefully the Saints are just having one of those years where they get, uh, they get good health, and um, you know we'll just have to see. But I, I think that's a that's a valid point, Andrew. Um, so look, guys, this this podcast went uh, extra long because we were breaking down important Saints strategy, depth on the lines, things of that nature. Or we were spending 25 minutes talking about Rice Krispie Treats and good and bad Halloween candy and what Halloween candies most resemble New Orleans Saints players. And shaving uh, our balls. But that's our brand. Thanks for hanging out with us for an hour and 15. For those of you with a long commute, you're welcome. This podcast will get you all the way to work. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Until next week, the bar is closed. Save the balls! <laughs>